As the COVID-19 pandemic has taught the world in 2020, sometimes the show can't and mustn't go on. Patriarchy, we see your cameras rolling. We hating. And your outdated notions of gender bias are not sound or up to speed. We aren't just whining about Weinstein. It's the actual reform that we need. This week on the Patriarchy Podcast, you better get your popcorn. Because we're talking about the patriarchy in the theatre and the film industries. So lights, microphones, action. of women working in the film and television industries have experienced sexism. I can list endless examples from the driver who refused to take me because he was told to wait for the director, which was me, to the executives who insist they need a male director for a film about boxing and fighting, then hire a guy who never had a fight in his life while I spent the better part of my youth being an international competitive fighting champion. Once someone said to me, we really wanted you to direct this movie, but anonymous male action star refuses to be directed by a woman. Oh, wow. Ouch. And this, Ouch. Is a statement actually... by, this is a statement by someone called Lexi Alexander, who directed, I can't see the top of the window. Green yeah. uh, mm. Street and Lifted. Okay, uh-huh. yeah. Awesome. What do we Hmm. make of that? (laughs) I wish it wasn't, maybe I'm jaded, but I wish it wasn't as common as it is to hear Mm -hmm. kind of the micro um, making a woman be invisible, but in like micro actions, like, oh no, we don't, we don't mean to do that. It's just that xyz happen and therefore we have to Mm. so there's no kind of agency around the decision making Mm. oh no but the funders feel like xyz so i wish it wasn't i wish it was a new story and that i was shocked but Mm. i really am not yeah it, it doesn't it doesn't feel like any brand new information to me there it's it's and and i think yeah it's it's those unconscious assumptions made on behalf of other people that when when they finally like you can interact like for me under the the banner of owner or founder of a particular thing Mm -hmm. without anyone knowing my name and Mm. then when they meet me they're like oh oh but you're like okay (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's not that you assumed I was a man. You just didn't assume I was a woman. I was a woman, yeah. But my question is, what is, what is wrong with being directed by a woman? Like, I, I, I don't understand how, what, what the mindset is behind it. You know what I mean? I mean, look, you learn in film school that there's a mm. certain business model of filmmaking right so Mm -hmm. filmmaking essentially is built on the model of apprenticeship so one person kind of becomes the expert and then kind of teaches the rest of you 
how to learn the skill and then you kind of climb the ladder in that way. So like a pyramid kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And because a pyramid has the power at the top, a lot of the yeah. times because of patriarchy, the top remains male. Mm-hmm. Oh my. The top remains <laughs> Sorry about so that. male. No problem. No problem. Um, and then underneath becomes sort of these laborers and, Mm. uh, you know, in recent years, women have been coming in, but we're still at the bottom of the pyramid and the power is still at the top. And I think it starts with the modeling of, um, filmmaking. I think women, we would feel more comfortable in a more circular business model of creation Mm -hmm. than the pyramid top down phallic type shape of how filmmaking gets done. And so when you invite a woman, if the power at the top is mostly male centric, they start asking themselves that, Oh, maybe she might be offended by X, Y, Z, or, Oh, maybe she might find a problem with this because look, if, Mm. if, if you're all male at the top and in an executive position, you -hmm. really don't want your power to be shifted or disturbed. Mm-hmm. I suppose it's human nature, you know? Yeah, yeah, And so yeah. slowly when you climb up this apprenticeship model and you find yourself at the top, you do find that, oh, okay, so you guys are worried about your own power shift. So if I complain mm. about anything, I sort of dismantle this pyramid that you made oh, for yourself. Mm-hmm. And so I become a threat, whether I, I am nice to you, whether I make everybody coffee before we have our meeting, whether mm. I can makoti and bride myself away in that room, it doesn't matter. It's a threat to the power. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think, and I think, in a structure where power is related to money, the the scales are just so much larger in something like film because mm. so oh, much yeah. is at stake. Oh and yeah, yeah. So the 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 pyramid is very like wobbly. Mm. It's extremely wobbly. I mean, I, I okay. think very, I think it's hilarious. I, I think it's 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 actually so apt and hilarious that, that you that you mentioned like the pyramid sort of top down hierarchy thing as a phallic object because that's yeah. literally what it is. That is like the exactly. most simple way to explain the patriarchy ever. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, look at our. I mean, look right? at our. Uh, the, the way we get taught to create story, right, is also problematic. Yeah. So you go to mm-hmm. school and they teach you about the hero's journey, but most of the time, the hero's journey, like the example in this post, is about a man usually. Yeah. And mm-hmm. he has to conquer something. So they teach you about a, a character arc. And they teach you that, okay, uh, character A starts here and they have to conquer something and they win that thing. Whether it's successful or not, it's fine. And they get to the other side and that character should have grown. And recently Mm -hmm. I found something called a heroine um, story arc, Mm -hmm. which is completely different to a hero's journey. It's more a process of unlearning in that story structure. So a lot of female-centric stories are about a woman trying to unlearn certain things in order Mm -hmm. to achieve her heart's desires. So mm. it's a very different way of writing a story, but you go to school and film school and you're taught about a hero's journey. So a lot of even the story making is male centric. So it's actually oh. laughable that the topic in that um, piece that I read is about boxing or something that's essentially seen, you know, as male as and that men, uh, mm. that goes again to the hero's journey being 
unconsciously a man's journey. And mm. so because we have that unconscious bias that when a hero or a protagonist in a story is mostly male centric, even when you see powerful women on screen, if you untie the story and you're a writer, it's also a male centric hero's journey at the back with a woman kind of playing the role. So it even starts on paper, you see. So Mm. once, you know, executives have already have this unconscious bias that a hero's journey is about a man to them, it's like, what does a woman know about directing a man about a man's journey? So already those biases in the room set up that lady who's a director for failure because Mm. they already believe that there's no woman who's going to do a sports generated story and understand it. You know, and I love that she says the director has not even had one fight in his life, but that doesn't matter Mm. because on an unconscious level, the hero's always a man. Even look at your favorite movies that you've watched as a kid. Mm. Most of the time that hero is a guy. Yes. Yes, yeah, I mean, that is it's, it's true. It's Rocky and 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 like Rocky <laughs> had like what seven movies or something. Yeah, exactly. and there's only one million dollar baby. There's only one. <laughs> one, only Just one. one. Only Just one. one. Exactly. Did she not die in the end? I think no. Exactly. Wait, she have a second one. <laughs> No, exactly. she didn't die. Wait, does she die? I know, I feel like I feel like to play devil's advocate, like Million Dollar Baby didn't um, didn't end in such a way that would allow a sequel. True. But that kind of brings me to my point because the heroine's journey is also often about bringing a woman back to her place. Mm-hmm. So you've got this woman who's you know, not fitting into society's norms and is feeling like particular ways about that and needs to go on a journey. And generally, like what I find quite frustrating in a lot of the culture that like, what's great about Netflix now is I'm watching stuff I watched 10 years ago and Mm -hmm. being completely Mm. flawed by the the way in which that influenced my own journey as a woman. Yeah. Um, Or like even 20 years ago in the case of Friends. Mm. Um, mm. and just to see that like the, the, the sort of bow that's put on all these journeys for women mm. is that they eventually come around yeah. to how they're supposed to fit into the structure that exists mm-hmm. yeah. very mm-hmm. very seldom unless it's written or directed by a woman by a woman yeah without breaking the mold mm. so, so in a way um, sorry Continue. Okay. I was saying that, so in a way, it's our responsibility as women within the industry to change that. You know what I mean? Mm, from the, from the writings. It is a tough responsibility, but when you look at it, we have no choice. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. It's kind of what I said to Emil. 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 Before this started is like, I I don't really have very like um, clear thoughts or experiences around this topic as an industry specific thing. Yeah. yeah. So my choice was to avoid it entirely by starting my mm. own thing. And I think theater being like a non, like a less financially risky thing. Like I can't start a television company without the support and backing 
of broadcasters yes. who are, you know, your, your channel content providers and broadcasts and everything is male-driven. Yeah. So theatre is yeah. quite, quite an easy sidestep for that to be able to tell women's stories and to, to get good at it. Um, yeah. Mm, but it's, that's true. It have the reach. I don't have mm. the 20 million viewers that every Friends episode had. Yeah. 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 That is the yeah, tough part it, of it. It really, it, you know, but Helios, you're touching on something quite powerful um, about who has the power. You know, even mm. in the article itself, there seems to be a major player who gets to decide that this lady should not be directing, which is probably a very expensive actor. Mm. And it's where the money is, the power is. So as much mm. as being in the film and television industry, I can advocate for change. If I don't have influence or power or money, I feel like we are just putting additional pressure on female filmmakers or technicians. Mm, okay. You know, I mean, I teach some young people who want to go into the technical side of filmmaking. And I, and I try very hard with the young women not to suggest that they go and dominate and change because it's exhausting. It really is. Mm. It's, it's dismantling a business model that's over a hundred years old. And mm. so the only advocacy that I, I give to young people is that learn it. I think the okay. only power is to learn the model inside out, be an expert on that model so that you can change what you know. So, because I'm, my background is cinematography, which I mean, camera work is like, it is like the devil's lair of patriarchy. <laughs> like it is you know there are some stories that i tell friends of mine who are in very different industries nothing industries the creative art Mm. and i will tell them about experiences i found funny but they would be traumatized they'd be like excuse me what because how is that even possible Mm. yes because you know camera work or not just camera work anything that's technical you know, I love that mm-hmm. the picture there has the male behind that camera and the woman is kind of calling the shots there on the side because in the technical departments, it's even worse. Mm-hmm. And I have stories of walking away from camera, which is really my first love for almost four years because of an incident that involves wow. harassment. Sure. And mm-hmm. so since healing from that, I don't advocate for young women to try and change the system as much as learn it and then manipulate it. Mm-hmm. So just learn it, be an expert of that thing. If, if you are in the camera department, be the expert of every single piece of your camera, how to film that thing, you know, network as much as you can. And then when you're in, follow your intuition on what is acceptable for you and what you can change. And like Haley said, mm-hmm. you know, when you're in, it's easier to start your own thing. You've seen what the lay of the land yeah. looks like. And yeah. I also did the same thing. Started my own agency because I wanted, I was tired of filming things that don't resonate with me or even my mm. friends or people who look like mm. me. And because I'd learned the lay of the land for so long, when I did start my own thing, I knew what I don't want, which I yeah. think is an exceptional start when you know what you, you will not mm have in terms of your new enterprise so it's a very heavy thing and i left film school with the ideology of i'm going to change the shit i'm gonna 
I'm gonna wear my cape oh, yeah. and I'm gonna go out there and it just my cape got torn to shreds oh. out there, you know? And mm. the worst part is it got torn by people who are unconsciously doing this. I can see in your eyes you're not trying to hurt me. I can yeah. see you don't even know that what you've just said, what you've just touched, what you've just alluded to is wrong. Mm. 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 You know, and you're so never, it's never a tough going one. to be forced to know. Yeah. And I think that's one of the one of those things where you're like, I'm going to do this for all women, and I'm going to take this on, and I'm going to put it on my shoulders. Mm. That's that's the part that's exhausting. Is like, yeah. not only are you personally experiencing something on behalf of, yes. but then nothing happens. Mm. So the event is so huge in your life. And nowhere else. Yeah. And that's what yeah. makes it incredibly exhausting. So, I mean, I think, I think that's incredible advice to young people. Yeah. yeah like it really, really not, is. Understand, yeah. understand the system. And manipulate yeah. it where you take can. Take care of yourself. Take care of yourself. Like as much yeah. as it be possible. Mm. you know I think, yeah i think a note that you've uh, like a thing that mm. you said um because i also work in tech quite often um is your um the point that you make about know your camera and know all of your shit like exactly what iso exposure you know uh, focal length the whole shebang yeah from a to z um, because quite often, and I've seen this at NAF, um, when I was going into a venue and doing lighting design uh, for a show or two, like mm. some dude at yeah. the lighting desk that can barely manage to just change the lights because um, it's on a system that this dude <laughs> clearly doesn't understand yet. Um, and then there's, there's a, a, one of the lighting technicians going and doing the focusing and all of that. And this guy keeps on hammering this lady to wow. to change to change the zoom and you know it's i mean this is one instance that i remember but it's it's super often where someone that is not technically as adept with whatever they're doing criticizing mm. someone else mm. more often than not it's totally a lady um on some yes. nonsense you know oh no that light needs to be open on 19 degrees and you're like I literally met Kukwano in one of those circumstances what? where she was a piano project and was literally the only person who knew what was going on. Oh gosh. Wow. It's, it's, <laughs> you know, it's, and, and let me tell you at all. The person who's doing it has no idea they're doing it. What's it's like a blank, like you don't know oh, yeah. that you are being extremely disrespectful at the yeah. moment. Col colleague to colleague, you know, mm. you don't know. Mm. But I think the worst is not even the guys who elect to do that. For me, I've had experiences with women who are gatekeepers of that very mm. patriarchal situation. Oh, no. And unfortunately, in that hierarchy system that I was saying, or the permit system that I was saying, there mm -hmm. are some females who are at the top. And in order to survive or to climb up or to get there, they have had to kind of undress themselves and put on this persona of like, uh, oh, is she a woman? 
what's it? And I mean, my name is unisex, so I get a lot of uh, eye rolls when I walk into an interview. Mm. And those women for me are even more problematic than the guy who's asking me, you know, what's my ISO, mm. why my color temperature mm. looks like that. Mm. I can at least handle the guy or I have a way. But when it comes from a woman, yeah. it can be searing. It can be so painful. Only of late have I forgiven some of those producers or executive people who are at the top who kind of hire us mm-hmm. as we're learning. Because I've realized, you know, if I'm meeting that woman who is using patriarchy's tools to close me out of every opportunity. What kind of pain has that hmm. lady had to go through? What Been kind through. of abuse yeah. to bend herself yeah. in order to talk to me like that? Like you that. see. Hmm. So I, I think another thing to acknowledge even in film and television is the women. And these women are in producing positions. They're in the positions hmm. of money. They're in positions of power but they've had to sort of change themselves in order to have any mm. kind of executive power. And you, you can tell by the way they speak to you. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah. The, I have a friend who has an NGO and one of her rules is to hire a board of feminists mm. and that board is not all female. Mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. the Internalized misogyny is real. Yeah. And it's yeah. something that often yeah. you, you because you've been a victim of the patriarchy not because yeah. you mm. want to be a jerk yeah. um mm. feminists true feminists are not always women and not yeah. all women are feminists yeah. yeah that's true yeah that's very mm. true that's very People want very to true take their space because part of i mean a big part for me of patriarchy is also competition I don't. Mm. Oh yeah. You know, a big yes. part of my life is realizing that competition is not real, um, and we, you know, it's but the patriarchy sets it up so that people then start protecting their spaces. And yeah. Yeah. I'm a yeah. woman in this space. I don't want other women here because I'm special for being a woman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not going yeah. to open that door, which is it's a bit silly. But it's, it, it makes total sense. Like you said, like yeah. part of the route to forgiveness is understanding that it's natural the way that the, you know, those journeys have come about. Yeah. 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 And you realize mm. how deep that system is. Mm. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It, it kind Definitely. of reminds me of, of when you go to um, auditions as an actor and you're just yeah. like, okay, cool. And, and it's one of those auditions where it's like kind of like, cattle call vibes but it's slightly more select mm. so you're like you know 20 dudes and usually it's like 60 plus females chilling there yeah and it and you know you're gonna sit there for a while and it's yeah. so weird most like the patriarchy it, it, sure there's only so many roles that'll happen and so and sure not everyone's gonna get cast obviously um but it's it's so weird mm. like the the tension between the males and the tension between the females is like completely different. Like it's palpable yeah. in the females. Like you can see there's some, <laughs> there's some serious, serious tense <laughs> stuff going on there. And I don't know. I, I don't know if it's just like me being an outside eye on this, but like it, it really does feel like it's a lot more life and death on that side of the fence. Yeah. For yeah. a number mm. of reasons, not only, mm everything we've just spoken about also for the fact that like you have to look 
a woman's a look. Certain way. Oh yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Hot girl uh, is a very different mold. So like, yeah. if the brief is hot girl, I'm gonna come into that room and I'm gonna clock and then I'm gonna start culling in my head. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's yeah. true. This line for two hours, you know, because yeah. I know the person behind the camera, the the guy at the client's office who's actually making the decision, is not gonna mm. see me as hot girl compared to, to that mm. other girl. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Like. Oh, guy offbeat guy also yeah. there's five offbeat guys to every hot girl yeah mm. i mean yes yes yes, yes. that is the exact <laughs> ratio <laughs> correct <laughs> I, watched, I watched american pie the other night and i was like jesus i grew up on it like the, i molded myself on this. <laughs> and my mother didn't know to tell me to stop watching <laughs> oh shit! She didn't know either. Ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. But I think Haley, you know, you're saying something so interesting. <laughs> I think there's also another side to so there's the beautification and standing out, being the hottest girl, and then the like hardest, killing, mm-hmm. killing the competition. And then there's another way patriarchy kind of plays. I think amongst women. Um, in our industries, which I am learning to unlearn, which is to play to the patriarchy, right? So instead of being mm-hmm. vicious, you are more, I like to dub myself as you are more a makoti on set, right? So that's mm-hmm. another way in which patriarchy for myself has kind of infused itself and I didn't realize, you know. I don't know why I had the image of like, oh, anybody who falls into the perils of patriarchy is someone who's vicious and who like pushes women aside and whatever. I didn't know that some of the ways that I absorbed it and was reenacting it in my career was being Mm. overtly nice. So if I am filming with only dudes, I'm the one, would you like a cup of coffee? Uh, Oh no, don't worry. I'll pack the gear. Um, Imagine. Would you, would you like me to hold the lens for you while I did it? We're doing the same thing, oh. but I will elect to be this caretaker mm. on set. Mm. And only when I worked with another female director recently, um, and I will drop her plug, she pulled me and said, you don't have to do this. You, do, you, mm. you are the head of the department. Mm. I can get you all the minions you want and send them around to do all those things. Stand in your power in the position that you are in. And Mm. after she said that, I realized I've absorbed it the other way. Mm. I've absorbed Mm. it as niceness will get me up the pyramid, which by the way, it did work to a certain degree until I met my harassment incident. And I realized, whoa, I can be as nice as I want to, but it's not going to absolve me from being treated in a certain kind of way. Mm -hmm. And that I must Mm -hmm. say has been my deepest unlearning in my career. Yeah. Is going, yeah. You don't have to caretake everybody's egos Mm-mm. and everybody in order to get there. I mean, it helps because sometimes with suppliers, it gets me discounts and I know how to play the game. And I'll, <laughs> you're so funny. Because yeah, I want that lens at half price. And uh, my producer has given me X amount and I need to get all the gear I need. So I will cackle with you, even though what you're saying yeah. is wrong. 
but it was playing up in how I film, which Mm -hmm. is what made me scared. Mm. I wasn't, I wasn't taking risks. I wasn't Mm. thinking outside of the box. Like I did perhaps as a student, I was following Mm. the rules. And until I worked with a particular type of female director, she got that thing out of me. She would trust me implicitly and say, Connor, you can shoot that thing. Go and do it. It's Mm. fine. Go and try it. Because I had learned to play the nice girl game in Mm. a patriarchal system and it failed me. Yeah. So there's also that side. To the detriment of your art. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Because art scared me. That fucking scared me. I don't want to lie. But I I started seeing my work change. Yeah. Mm. I think you would probably doing it unconsciously because when you think about it that's how women were raised you know what i mean you care for everybody so i think what young artists have to learn to do is especially females to draw the line Mm. and say that okay now i'm at work now i'm the boss or now this is how we do things you know what i mean you don't always have to take care of, of, of things that you're not supposed to you know, yeah. so I think it's a, it's a, it's a huge lesson to all of yeah. us, honestly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It really that is. Big one. Yeah. Awesome. I think really on that note, one. let's move on to yes. the second, the second card, which. Oh, right. there's a second one. Yes. <laughs> Forgot about ready? it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Just having a chin wag. <laughs> <laughs> all right. It says. John Cunney calls on men in the creative industries to speak out. In the global push to stop gender-based violence, men need to join forces with women to end violence by men against women and children, says John Cunney, the special ambassador of the Market Theatre Foundation. John Cunney calls male artists and celebrities from theatre, radio and television sector to mobilise their influence and to break the wall of silence and taboo still surrounding violence against women. Posted on the 4th of September 2019. For those that are not in the know, mm. that is exactly what two days after two or one or two days after the um, what should we call it the disastrous news about Uyenene and her yeah um, yeah. yeah loss of life passing away yeah. and just mm. the tragic being story. murdered by a man completely mm. being absolutely cold bloodedly murdered and raped and murdered by yeah, yeah raped and by murdered. a man. Yeah, I think it just it fell on deaf ears because when you looked at who is congregated, congregating to have this conversation, some of them are problematic and are part of the very problem, you know. And I think for me, I saw this post last year, and the part that mentions to break the silence is a part that really resonates with me because what do you mean by break the silence? Silence can only Mm. be broken if there are systems to make sure that people don't go silenced. There's no system. Like before you're even going to say that, are there ways in which a woman can go and um, talk about her assault? Is she protected in doing so? Does she feel secure enough? 
Are yeah. there some kind of systems that are put in place for anonymity as well so that I don't lose my job, mm. you know? I know that in television, what the protocol, you tell the producer, you can be like, yo, um, X, Y, Z, I don't, I don't appreciate that, whatever. And then what? There's a bit of a hearing if you're mm. lucky. Or if there's no hearing, the person will get discharged or changed with another problematic person. And then you're still going to meet that person out there in the streets. So there's a systematic failure here. And that's why we have the wall of silence around who's done what to whom. Yeah. And until, you see, for me, if you had said, as creative men, we have come together, we've put up a charter of like 10 points. I'm making a silly example. Five of them are going to be systematic things that are put into the broadcaster where if you are female, you can log your database. If you do everything anonymous, it goes to whatever mm. HR department. Or then I'd be like, yo, cool. I understand what you're trying to do. It's not just talking, but there's actual actions Definitely that are happening. Yeah. Then come to women and ask us, what are the steps we should take? What is the system we should create? Then I'll consult you. Then I'll tell you, okay, yeah. I want this and this to feel safe. I want this and this. You know, I, I feel we talk, maybe it's the culture of our government as well, but there's no Action. real systematic implementation. Which yes. is why it just disappeared. It disappeared. Uinene happened, it broke all our hearts, and then we didn't hear anymore what's going on. It disappeared. This this watershed that was supposed to be September 2019. Yeah. 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 What happened? Mm. Yeah. Mm. What happened? The the crazy thing is, um, I was looking at finding, um, finding, you know, cards and bits of things littered all over the internet, um, with specific like um, relation to our industry in South Africa, and it's mm. really difficult. Yeah, I mean it's mm. it's especially difficult. You can find so much about stuff happening in Hollywood, about stuff happening in uh, the West End. Oh yeah, or, you know even the Berlin theatre scene and whatever. Um, you can find a lot of information about these people you should kind of avoid. They've been named. Yeah. They've been shamed. Mm. We know, mm. you know, um, and we know sort of the, the, the situation and we talk about stuff yeah. about somewhere mm. else in the world. Here, it's super difficult to find these things. No, here you speak, you lose your job. That's the problem. Yes, yes. That is the problem. It's, it's the there's, whole no, there's no structure for speaking out. They're just... And that's, that's kind of, and usually, I mean, just as one thing that I would have liked to see come from that conversation was if you're working in a particular space, let's say mm. whether it's the Market Theatre Foundation or the SABC, mm. here's a suite of people that you can mm. give a grievance to. That's not one person mm. that mm. you might not be able to trust or that you might not have any relationship with or that it might not go anywhere. Here's yeah. one of 10 people that you can approach. That's not HR. That's not male. If that's not what you feel comfortable with, like yeah. that's not, that's not someone who represents you that you are not going to feel comfortable with. So, mm. and like something as simple as that did not happen as a clear step. So, yeah. And I feel and like that call again, out was a meeting for another meeting. And it was a meeting for men <laughs> to involve themselves of feeling cuck about it. We all yeah. felt like they were like, okay, mm. I'm going to do something super visible in the moment. 
And then? Yeah, I want. Yeah. Yeah. But then us asking for the shit, like we were saying earlier, is tiring. Mm. It's yeah. not like we haven't asked. Exactly. And then something really bad has to happen for a meeting about a meeting to happen. To ha- yeah. 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 <laughs> but I must, I must, oh, sorry. No. I must big up Swift in this conversation. Oh, yes. Yes. As an organizing Swift yes. is doing God's work. Yes. Because um, quite a lot of cast and crew, and I wasn't behind the lens as much as I was producing. And they had just released, I don't know if they just had released, but their uh, crew and, uh, what is it, their anti-harassment paperwork that every crew and cast member must sign and the producer must sign. And it allocates and it tells the person who's head of the production what is uh, okay and what is not. And it is explicit. Everybody signs it. And if something happens on set, there is recourse through that document to say, you signed an anti-harassment thing and spoke of this person this way and you did this. And there's recourse. You can take that paper anyway. You can take it to court, you know. So for me, Swift is looking at the systematic ways in which we can hold people accountable. And until more organizations do that, we're still going to be having a, a, a talk about a talk that we'll have at the next meeting. Mm. Nothing's going to happen. So with that paperwork, you know, it even changed the energy of my cast and crew. When I gave it out, they were like, oh, we've already signed a release form. And I said, no, this is mm. an anti-harassment one. I will not have anyone on my set. And I had young people, you know, yeah. offend, yeah. you know. And immediately when some of the guys signed that, the energy shifted, you know. Yeah. By the, by the last day, in the beginning, mm. they were making light of it, I must confess. Mm-hmm. People were saying, oh, don't say that to me. That's sexual harassment. You know, oh, I can't, oh, I can't say that because mm. she said sexual harassment. Mm-hmm. But mm. by the end of my six-day shoot, people took it very seriously. I would just hear in the coffee run someone saying, yo, man, don't say that to her. Yeah. And yeah. it's yeah. that paperwork that held people accountable to what they say and do on my set. On set. Mm-hmm. And so organizations like Swift aren't having these big talks. They are finding ways, you know, mm-hmm. which goes back to what I was saying before. They are finding ways in the legal infrastructure of film and television to learn yes. the system and then create documents that can try and protect us as females on set. So yes. for me, I bigger, 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 bigger. Yes, indeed, indeed. And um, I, I have to say big up to Swift because earlier this year, I had a shoot in Durban. So one of the producers is a member of uh, Swift. She's it's a female as well. And then there was a scene where um, you can say that I was half naked and everything. She made sure that that set was closed. Only mm. director was there and the DOP, the sound and her. Everyone else was out. She made sure. And she made sure that if I was uncomfortable, we stop and they leave. So I have to say big ups to that. Even if it's the small yeah. things, but they're doing their job, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they really yeah. are. They I are. don't mind doing the small things right now. Like even if that mm. shit like plainly obvious to me and it's irritating and I've got to read the document too. And yeah. like Yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't and, and as a producer I have to make sure that that's contracted in blah blah blah. Like I don't mind doing the small things because clearly yeah. 
it's that's where we've got to start. We've got to start yeah. with the base. It might feel obvious to me. Doesn't matter. Mm, like, yes. I'd rather I'd rather jump through all those hoops and insist that everyone else does too, so that when the tables yeah. are turned and I might be in a position of an actress instead of the producer, I know I'm also protect, protected. Protected. Mm. Yes, mm, that's correct. Yes. I've, yeah, I've literally got exactly the same experience as Kotlano, um, but not on set. It was a industrial theatre uh, uh, production uh, company mm-hmm. that I've been working with before. Things happened in September last year and I did a gig with them and literally exactly, I think it was maybe like a day or two after they had an entire uh, sexual harassment um, procedure, how they were going to deal wow. with it, contract, everyone had to sign wow. it. Um, I remember exactly the same that you mentioned, like the first couple of days, everyone was kind of making a little bit of a joke about it and whatever, but like mm. it was really taken very very strictly. Um, and I will plug mm. them as well. Stage fright. Mm. Thank you very much. <laughs> yes, um, stage oh, fright. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ten points to them because, like, for real. Yeah. You, I mean, you go to corporates in, in industrial theatre and you get put in like really weird places and spaces mm. to do a show. Mm. Um, and if you do feel uncomfortable, you will feel very uncomfortable. And yeah. That document literally yeah. says, "Listen, if if our changing rooms." at clients' offices isn't well suited for X, Y, Z, and you're mm. not fine with it, we, you know, you can follow up on that and there will be yeah. actual repercussions. You can take it to court. Wow. And I, I, yeah. I grew up being a nerd, so I don't mind. Make your jokes. Make fun of me. Yeah. 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 But as long yeah. as there's consequence, as long as there's follow through, like as long as that document, you do something wrong or, something can't be like and there as if there's follow through then the jokes will stop eventually so i'm also like yeah that's true with people making their jokes as long as by the end of the six days someone's going hey man don't say that to her exactly exactly and i think also producers out there another small step like um, hey you just mentioned now Uh, even in the writing of your product when the writer's handling the story and they're giving you drafts and you know the producer, usually the producer looks at the drafts and kind of lists down what is required to produce this. Some of the things are like, are they going to be, you know, the location that has been chosen here, is it going to be user-friendly for mm. both female and mm. male? Um, the language used in here, how it's so a sense of, and policing is a bad word, but I can't think of anything else. But a sense of inner policing of the type of content that lands on your yeah. desk if you're in a position of power. Mm. Look at it from an actress point of view. Mm. Look at it from a female technician's point of view. From an intern or a runner's point of view. Have a holistic view on what it will take to produce this. So that when it's in the writing phase, there's still an opportunity for you to kind of change course oh, yes. because once we're on set and, and, and Dumelo, like you said, you have to be kind of, you know, a little bit half naked and th- there's this big intense scene. It mm. is too late almost to yeah. put in those boundaries mm-hmm. yeah. for the performer. If you haven't thought of it from when the product lands mm. at your desk. And so for me, it also starts at the very beginning when you have a bright idea. Is it a bright idea for the people you're even going to be hiring? And I know yeah. it sounds really idealistic. There's going to be producers out there that roll their eyes and say, okay, nobody thinks like that. But it is those mindset shifts mm. that we need in order for 
not just the viewing experience of something to be pleasurable, but actually working on it yes, to be pleasurable. Mm. You know, there's also mm. the the pleasure of behind the scenes of having a happy crew that will go yes. to the ends of the earth for the product, you know? So yes, that's one of the things I'm trying to teach myself in my own agency is it's good to have a great idea, but think about it holistically mm. from every clog that you need for the system. How would yeah. they experience this? Mm. Yeah. I mean, I, that is somewhere where I have experienced like, as as like the host of a show um mm. often some content will come through that like you watch and you're like oh that wasn't mm. that wasn't in your blurb or that wasn't mm. what i expected yeah. a very particular stance um from an all-male crew um and it's my responsibility in, in protecting everyone who works with me as yeah. well as audiences that I, yeah. I am essentially responsible for telling to come to the theater mm. to go like okay that it doesn't feel like there's an a, a artistic merit mm. in yeah way. yeah have you have you thought about that and like often people will be very like this is my product and I'll be like yeah my theater yeah <laughs> yes either you're going to take that out. You're going to change it or I'm going to pull it from the program or I'm going to insist that you do a Q&A and justify your position for this entire audience. First, yeah. Um, yeah. Depending, yeah. Depending on the severity of But the, you're right. Policing is not the right word, but an awareness mm. of content mm. and how that makes everyone in the crew feel and how that ultimately... Mm has got a much smaller audience but I if there's five people in the room I'm there to protect them That's yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. out to five million people Good as a producer them. you should also mm. be being aware of them so I guess like advocacy for feminists mm. at every mm. level mm. Is yes indeed yeah. and improvement mm. should also be feminist mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I Tough think stuff. shut it down hey? <laughs> yeah, hey? yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah. Wow. Design the world, and I'm sure we'd make mistakes too. Yeah, we would. We would. We would. <laughs> but um, we want the chance to be able to design now. It's our turn. Let yes. us make our own mistakes. But give us the <laughs> turn now. Come, come, come. It is your turn. The time is coming. And if more people were empathetic and knew about the patriarchy, that time would be here much much sooner. The Perils of Patriarchy is a book and an organization striving towards this change and you can make it happen a bit faster by grabbing your copy of the book on the Perils of Patriarchy website perilsofpatriarchy.com or the ebook on Amazon. Thank you very much for listening and always remember the patriarchy isn't going to fight itself.